Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Voice Podcast. I'll be your host again, Charles. And today, we um, wanted to uh, invite a local business owner here in the 805. I was actually recommended him by someone who's been on my podcast, who's a client. A couple people have talked about him too. So I'm actually stoked to hear his progress and his background as well. So we get to hear a little about his story. So I have Brandon here with me, owner of the Reup Shop, right? Yes, sir. What's going on? Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you in here, man. How's your day going today? I'm going all right, man. Just another day, just uh, grinding and, you know, doing what I got to do. Nice, man. So tell me about a little bit what you do as of right now. Um, right now, um, I'm a barber. Um, I own the Reup shop in Oxnard. Um, we've been open for it'll be about nine years. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I day trade a little bit on the side. Sometimes. Oh, day trade on the side. Oh, okay, that's interesting. No, okay. And and from the looks of it as well, I, I forgot to mention that you're all, you're also the you are also the barber for Logic. Yeah. Right. You have another brand. What was it called? Um, the brand I used to own. Um, I just got I sold the company during okay. COVID. Was uh, Perps Aftershave. Perps. Uh, that's right. That's right. You sold it. That's from from what I heard. Mm-hmm. And then before this, what were you doing? Uh, before this, I was doing music, and um, I was co co owner of or co founder of a uh, dope stock clothing. Dope stock clothing. Okay, cool. So we're gonna dive a little bit of background into that. So for anybody listening, let's hear a little bit about like your story. How did you come up? How did you get to where you're at now? Like, I mean, I, I don't know where you want to start with this thing because it's like you've been kind of in different stages in your life. Yeah. So like, how did you like as of right now? Like your main. Your main hustle is, you know, having this barber shop, right? Yeah, the barber shop. That's kind of like the the bread and butter, basically, right cool, now. Cool, cool. So. so, how did you start with that journey? Um, uh, let me see. <laughs> Two thousand eight or nine, I believe. Um, um, I had went to jail during that time. I did about oh, a shit. year in jail. So, um, in there, I was kind of bored, and you know, back back then, I was kind of rapping and doing stuff. But I'm like, man, when I I got to f- have some type of foundation when I get out. What am I going to do? Then, mm. you know, you're, you're kind of like looking like before, I, you know, it's easy to get jobs. I can just get whatever jobs to support myself. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like figuring, what am I going to do? You know, like I, I can't I'm not going to be able to get a, a, a job with with a record like this. So um, I was kind of messing around in there in, in jail, cutting people's hair, cutting myself, you know, before we go to court or, you know, you're bored. You just do random stuff right, so, right, right, right. to kill time. So when I got out, you know, someone was just kind of like, hey, you know, you should probably go to barber school. You know, you don't you don't you don't have to, you know, do a background check or anything like that. And, uh, and I've always kind of like, you know, was in barber shops. I just never had people to practice on. I, it was never a thought like oh, I'm going to cut somebody's hair. I didn't want you know, I didn't want to do that. But because I was rapping and had the clothing line, like that was what I really wanted to do, you know, as a, as a career. But I took a patch and I felt like I took some steps backwards in that. And, you know, when you miss time, time kind of passes you by. So um, I, I, I did a career shift. So I, I went into barber school and I started cutting hair and been doing it ever since, basically. OK, that, 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 that's a really interesting transition. It seems like at some time your mindset was, I would say, attached toward a different path. Yeah. Right. What made you decide? Was was it a more logistic thing, you know, financial or more of a decisional uh, aspect wherever you were in life? Or was it like a like a soul kind of change or what made you decide, uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in this different career path? It, it was, um, you know, sometimes I, it's it's a fall that sometimes I'm a realist. So hmm. I was I, at the time before that, you know, before I had went to jail, like 
music was my thing. We were selling clothes and doing that stuff. And, you know, I wasn't working at the same time, but I was doing shows here and there and, and I was able to get by. Mm-hmm. So when I went to jail, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep that up because I, I felt like I lost momentum. You gotcha, know? gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Everything was going good before then. And, you know, past, and, you know, I was going here, but when I, when I went to jail, everything stopped. So it was like hard. I was like, I don't know if I can keep this momentum mm-hmm. up. And I had to realize, you know, you know, I'm getting older. Like, I felt like my time had passed with that. And then even with the clothing thing, like, I felt like if I didn't go, like, I probably would have gone, you know, further in that. But I felt that whole thing stopped my momentum with everything. And um, I had to make a life choice and, and kind of change and do something that um, was a little bit more rock solid and promising, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened, and and I I, I started cutting hair, and, and it just kind of took off from there. Okay, cool. It, it sounds it sounds like an amazing story too. And you know, before I want to jump into the aspect of what you're doing now, it seems like there was a powerful transition towards your life, especially coming out of jail. And thank you for sharing that, by the way. I mean, yeah. shit, to be honest, like, um, I, if if I think other people might be ashamed of it, right? Or as far as that end, no, um, yeah. yeah. But like. At that point when, you know, you got out of jail and did you, would you say that you felt kind of like um, like like your motivation went down or kind of like maybe you you, you had a different um, uh, self-belief about yourself? Um, I, I you, you having all that time to think about stuff, you re- mm-hmm. you reflect on your um, reflect on your life different. So gotcha. my mentality was different before, you know, when I went in and and. Now when I'm I'm going out, I felt I got out. I felt like I was handicapped a little bit. Like mm. I didn't have the comfort where I could be like, oh, I could just get a regular job and you know I could support my music career and and sell clothes and you know build up the clothing brand. It it, it wasn't like that when I got mm. out. I, I you know I had more obstacles, so I had to get some type of foundation. And you know music was on the back burner after then. For sure, the clothes selling the clothes and having you know creating a, a clothing line and helping and pushing that was on the the back burner and. I was away for some time, so I felt I, I felt I lost touch with that, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's more of like a, you know, I, I, I guess I, I could say I could relate a few things from my end as well, where I felt like in my life, you know, I've always wanted to go in this direction. I think at some point, I really wanted to work for a company just to explore that pathway. But I've always kind of been more entrepreneurial, yeah, and I stuck. Towards that, even though the job I had at the last two years wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but when I found what I was doing, which is you know working for other clients, I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep doing this thing. Yeah, you know. So would you say that at the same time you also had that kind of a calling towards a, a shift? Um, I, I when, for example, I went to barber school. I didn't, you know, I, I you know I, I did a couple of haircuts here and there in jail, mm-hmm. but I sucked. You know, I didn't really know. How I mean, to cut everybody hair. got to start summer, right? But you got, but when you go to barber school, it's a lot of people who already know how to cut hair. Mm. So I was already behind on that. But the one thing that I had up on them was I, w- I was already an entrepreneur. Like mm. I knew I made my own CDs. I recorded my own stuff. Right. Like I learned how to print shirts and design oh, stuff. So I applied when I went to the, when I went to barber school and started cutting hair, I kind of knew like, I mean, I, I suck, but at one point <laughs> if I get it, I know I can outwork these For people. Sure. I know how to market myself because like, uh, yeah, you can cut better than me, but are you going to, you know, are you going to work harder than me? Are you going to mm. go out and pass cards out? Are you going to, you know, they, are, do you know how to, you know, back then, like when, when um, I was rapping and doing the um, the clothing line stuff, you, you had to market yourself and that's when MySpace was big. So oh, there we go. You, 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 so, <laughs> Wait, how old are you from before we go I'm forward? 35. 35. So, oh, okay. Okay. You look so younger. Oh, this shit. is, this, this is a, this is a long time ago. Oh, so shit. like, 
even 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 on when I when I first started cutting hair, right, MySpace was kind of dying out. Instagram popped up, but there weren't really barbers on Instagram. No, not yet. Not there were there were some, but like you have to remember, people are taking pictures with with camera phones. Mm-hmm. The quality of the haircuts is, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. So like you know you. You you can you could filter a lot of stuff. So the quality of haircuts is 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 different. So a lot of people didn't take it. So you know I started with that, and you know I had my following. You know with you know was still you know the wrapping and then the clothing line and stuff like that. So I kind of used it to my advantage, and 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 I and I started to build my name and a following with with haircutting, doing the same thing. You know, um, just yeah, because you. you and wrapping and clothing, the whole thing is branding. You need to get yourself out there. And that, nice. that, that's what the thing was. Like, barbers didn't have Which is the name. aspect, right? And, yeah. and now it's like everybody, everybody brands does themselves it, as the barber, right? Exactly. That's now everybody does it because it's a thing. But when I first started, people weren't doing it because they didn't really know. They're just like, I'm going to go in the shop and that's it. Like, yeah, and they, they just thought the clients would walk in, right? Yeah, and but, then you have different barbers or whatever. They're like, oh, my name is Manny or my name is George. But a lot of them didn't have nicknames. But in rapping and clothing, you need a nickname. You need I a just, branding you know, aspect as well. Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's a brand, you know? Like, you have to build yourself as a business, a brand. A lot of people don't have know how to be... A business they just go in there i'm gonna cut and i'm gonna do this but it's more than that customer service it's a lot of stuff that they don't know they just think that i'm gonna give a good haircut and post it on social media for your sure, clients. For sure. and, it, and it's it's a lot you know and and, and that's an interesting perspective or insight to share mm-hmm. you know because like yeah you're right most people just go like before when i first started you're right there wasn't a lot of content on mm-hmm. barbing now it's like dude i want to make my shit look the best I'm, it's gonna look crispy, you know, all this like exactly. different terminology for it. When did you start cutting hair, or just at least like marketing yourself out? Um, probably around 2010, 11. Oh, okay, y'all had time when Instagram was starting to pop a little bit. It, it was where first when Instagram started, so I was posting pictures and, and doing stuff like that. I wasn't marketing really hard because Instagram was really mm-hmm. um, new. Um, but I, I had Facebook still. Um, MySpace died out. I wasn't using MySpace anymore because MySpace pretty much died out. And MySpace yeah. was a big platform for um, if you were an artist. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask, um, were, were you using MySpace to market at some point? With haircuts? No. No? Because my, okay. my, um, I, I have my music page and I still was on there. But peop- oh, that people were still trans people that had MySpace were transitioning to, to Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, right? Yes. And, but you have to remember Instagram was the first platform to share photos, photos. Right. So it was kind of perfect. That's for, right. It, yeah. It, you have to understand the transition. MySpace was a, a thing. You had photos, but you had music and you had more dialogue. Instagram was the first thing that didn't have dialogue because it was also like it was a, it was a first big blog because you have to remember after MySpace, the other thing that came was Tumblr. That's right. Yeah. Tumblr was the first official blog. Then Take Tumblr kind of died out because that was like the hipster thing. Oh, I have a Tumblr. Do you have a Tumblr? <laughs> so then my, the Instagram oh, took shit. the people from MySpace and Tumblr and created their own platform. Mm-hmm. And and it died out. I mean, Facebook and then Facebook turned into people. It was just re- reconnecting with people in, in, in professional world or if you were in school and stuff like that. So Instagram made it cool for you to just to post pictures and not say anything. Dang, I, I actually respect to have somebody in here to be able to articulate platforms like that, especially as someone, you because know. Because I'm, I'm a little bit media. older, so I'm, I'm, and, and I, I'm a little bit mm-hmm. older, so I've kind of grew with the times. And for sure. I was pr- promoting myself during those times, so I had to transition to all those different times, you yeah, know. Yeah, but what I can respect about your brand is that you can actually talk about it in a way that, you know, for me, 
like I can speak on on behalf of yeah. how platforms have changed over the past, and that's not a that's not that wasn't a conversation I was expecting. Yeah. But I appreciate you for bringing that up, you know, for that insight. Now, you said you were cutting hair while you were in jail. Yeah. Right. Was that the reason why you decided to branch out with it just because you saw something that you could build upon or was it was there something else that you saw that made you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to cut hair because you could have been totally something else. Yeah, right? I just I kind of saw opportunity in that. I, 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 I cut a couple people in there and then I was like, man, you know, maybe just let me give it a shot. I've tried other things and, mm. it, you know, it was kind of like, you know, in, in, in business and being an entrepreneur, you have to take risks. So it was, you know, it was a risk. I didn't know what I was doing. Gotcha, gotcha. But, you know, once I just stuck with it, once I got the hang of it, I was like, okay, now I could, I I could probably make a career or a living off of this. And then Mm. it just started kind of gaining momentum and momentum. And then, you know, I I took it more serious because then I started, you know, starting, you know, get more clients and get more money. And then I started seeing like, man, like, you know, I have, I, I felt like I had an upper hand on some of the people. I felt like people were just cutting hair, but they didn't have the uh, marketing skills or the people skills that I did. Or the creativity. And the, and the, yeah, or the creativity because people mm. weren't doing, you know, certain stuff. Like I was buying different products that people weren't mm. buying because a lot of people were cutting hair, but they weren't using the Internet or social media to find right. new products. Everybody was stuck. Like I remember I was like one of the first people to start using um, the brand Suavecito in Oxnard. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. uses it now. And they use it now. But I was the first one, one of the first ones to like pick it up because everyone was stuck on, you know, the you know stuff that Target sold or this other company called Layrite. The yeah, people, I use that. Yeah, so Layrite, <laughs> Layrite was the first official. I mean, there's three flowers, but Layrite was the first official barber's pomade. No, I wouldn't say barber's pomade. Layrite was the official water-based pomade to come out. Gotcha. Everybody else, like three flowers that people use the cheap stuff, it was oil-based. Water-based is like the stuff for jail that washes mm. out of your hair easy. Right, right. So Layrite was the first innovator to make water-based pomade. So the people from Layrite had some workers or whatever that they had over there. And um, they branched out and made their own brand, which was a lot more catchy, mm. like, you know, how I present myself. They market their brand. They they put like a skull with the hat on there mm-hmm. and people started getting on there because it looked lay right. But the label looks boring. But if mm-hmm. you look at Suavecito, it's a guy with a comb over mm. with the with a skeleton and it catches people's eye. So I got that. And, and, and they were the first one to put a scented pomade oh, shit. on there because Layrite kind of just smells like vanilla a little bit. That's interesting. I, I didn't even know about the story about this thing. That, that's pretty cool how, you know, a product like that has grown in an industry like that. And mm-hmm. for, for, for the most part, I mean, I've definitely seen an increase in the amount of barbers in here. You know, like what, what's, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, like, is that like an opportunity or is that like a, it's a disadvantage. It's a disadvantage. Okay. It's the, the, you know, it's oversaturated. I mm-hmm. mean, it's good and it's bad, but now it's just a lot of barbers. So it's it's just like, um, you, you know, you say you, you you went to um L.A. or or you know somewhere far to study to do what you do for marketing and mm-hmm. and, and um, networking and stuff like that, and you you build your clientele and you're you know one of the only people. You're not saying the only people out there. But there's only a few people who do what you do. Mm-hmm. Then say down the street they open three or four different schools teaching what you learned mm. in LA and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of competitors and then you know now it, it make it, it's crazy because you know you you'll have a set price but a, a hungry guy in the game's going to be like well hey Charles is charging 500 an hour to do this I'll, I'll do it for 200 mm. it oversaturated people start undercutting you and it it messes up the market um you know, but you know, it's good because it became popular. But now, when stuff becomes popular, there's always competition, always undercutting people, and 
tension with with people and Interesting. and when i first started it wasn't like that everybody respected everybody and you know everybody was cordial but now when there's so much competition it caused for greed and envy and hate really is that i mean would I don't know if you can speak on behalf of the barber community or at least from your experience in here. I, I just say there's a little bit of, of that aspect in here. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there, it's I, a I, lot. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It, yeah. it, and um, I'm I'm telling you from the outside looking in, being an owner and being a barber mm-hmm. and, you know, having 13 years in the game. You know, to me, it's not a lot because I know other older barbers. But now, you know, I see these young barbers coming 18 out out the game and doing crazy haircuts and posting on social media and then. You know, you ask them to do a you know a simple haircut, they can't do it. They just want to do the one that they see on. Really, you know, it's just it's different. You know, a lot of people they skip. You know, a lot of barbers are cutting corners. A lot of shops are cutting corners, and it's a lot of a competition out there. Like, but I don't try to get into that because I just try to keep it cool with everybody. But mm-hmm. I see, I see it from the younger younger barbers, and I try to like teach them and, and show them like, you know the right way to do things but you, it, it's harder when there's it's oversaturated you only could do so much you know and 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 i feel like that has to do with you know um seeing others i mean from if i if i position myself in their eyes they see someone who has cut hair and it's a viable way of making money and they just think like it's 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 an easy way to make money would, would you say that stems from that or what, stem- why do you think it stems from that and it stems from social media mm. like now before like when i started there wasn't social media for barbers. Mm-hmm. I can only, like when I told you about the MySpace days, I can only name three or four barbers that were on MySpace and there mm-hmm. were celebrity barbers. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't regular barbers on there. So now you have all these platforms and a regular barber would try to be like they're a celebrity barber. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's every, and, and a lot of people, so now it's like people join it, not because I really want to cut hair. They join it for the lifestyle. They're like, oh, I want to cut hair. I make my own hours. And I see these guys and these guys dress so fly. And they, it, it's a, like a lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's, it's almost captivating. A, yeah. It's like being a rapper. Everyone wants to be a rapper because for the lifestyle, do they really love rapping? Right, right. Do but, they love but the they're art not form? To put into words. Exactly. It's like you, you know, a guy's coming over here and you, you know, I'm talking to you before we're on film and you're passionate in what you do. But say there's another kid coming there. They just see you getting the camera. They just want to do what you do, but they're not, they don't have the passion for it. They just want to do it because it looks cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I, you know, I've, yeah. yeah I, and I, I know that. you felt that, you know, you're not going to call people out and do that, but you, <laughs> you putting the work and you start to notice certain or, things. Or just even having their own agency. Yeah. You know, like for me, I, I did not intend to start an agency. I just happened to create an agency out of doing what I love. Which became, oh, okay, I can offer this to other people. Yeah. And it became kind of like a, a thing, which is I'm building now. <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's the same. That's mm-hmm. how I ended up opening up the barbershop. It was never like people, like, oh, was your dream opening a barbershop? It, 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 it wasn't my dream. It just ended up be happening like that. I knew business and I knew when I was worked at, mm-hmm. you know, two other barbershops and I started looking at the logistics and I was like, man, I, I think I could do this myself, you know, like. And I and I did. And, you know, when I first opened my, my barbershop there, you know, there wasn't that many out there. And now there's. Every corner, there's there's sure. one, you know. So if, if, even especially with COVID, right? People are transitioning, to just yeah. cutting from home, which, you know, we're not going to tell the feds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know. And that, and, and yeah. another thing that kind of messed it up for the barbershop, we're just, you know, I'm not I'm not knocking it because as as a business, um, as a business, how should I say it? From a business perspective, it's it, it's it's a good idea, but you know, the salon suites and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so. You know, people don't want to be in the barbershop. They're like, I want exactly how you like how you have this space. They'd be like, I want my own space and do that. So as me for me, it hurts me as a mm-hmm. as a barbershop owner because mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I do. But now these big franchises come in here and 
try right, to, right, right. You know, try to try to occupy and occup- teach people, or ha- have them, you know, work for us for a cheaper rate, right? Exactly. Or have your own space, or you do this, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be there. And it, it's a cool. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, like as an owner's perspective, it's like if you're, if it's you, you have your own pizza brand. Um, and you know you're doing pretty good, and freaking Domino's, Domino's starts comes over here and buying shit out exactly, or and they have the market, they right? have more resources and capital to you know take you know your workers or For your sure. clients, and you know and and I feel like there's always gonna be competition like that where like for example gyms you know people start up start up more gyms in here exactly. but there's always going to be bigger gyms 24 hour fitness LA mm-hmm. fitness you know plant fitness but then the question comes down into because I feel like you know I feel like with what you've created and we're going to dive into a little bit about that not just your reputation but your engagement with the community it really comes down to so with, with that being said knowing what you know that there are companies or smaller based businesses that are like basically being able to take advantage of this thing how did you differentiate yourself because it seems like you have a lot of knowledge and ideas to differentiate yourself you 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 build your brand and you stick by your brand and you try to be different so whatever they're doing you do the opposite Mm. or you whatever there's whatever whatever idea you have you want to be the first nice so you don't want to you don't want to be the last you don't want to you don't want to ride the wave you want to be the wave Mm. so you know that when i went when i when i first started like um i didn't you know i didn't make this up but you know, I, I started, I was, that's why I was talking about product and marketing and doing stuff. I started going beyond like my city of barbering. They started doing barber battles and and stuff like that. So I was going, traveling, going to Bakersfield, San Diego, um, LA, um, you know, wherever, you know, in in a three to four hour, you know, from one, one, one to three, four hour distance to go try to compete. And, and then it hit me. I'm like, man, we don't have any over here. So I opened my shop and I'm like, I'm going to other other barber battles and then me do one. So I opened up my hmm. shop and, you know, I was kind of skeptical about it because, you know, in your cities, it's hard. Like when people don't like to support you or whatever, like you'll, you'll have strangers support you before your friends or other people Facts. support you. Facts. So I, I didn't want to get a venue or nothing. So I did a, a barber battle inside my shop, you know, and then to be respectful, I didn't get any out of town judges. I told you know, a couple like I, t- I think five or something, five owners that I, I respected that had barbershops of their own. And I told okay. them, you guys be the judges of the barber battle. Nice. I made it inclusive, like a community thing. We had you know, it turned out I probably had like maybe 200 people in my small barbershop. You know, it, it was bigger wow. than that's pretty big. Yeah, it was it was bigger Did than what fit? I expected. <laughs> we had, I had to have people outside and I had to say, hey, only the guys competing in here. I mean, it, logistically, it was it was a shit show, but it was it, <laughs> it, it has to start somewhere. right? I had to start somewhere, but I, I, I didn't know how it was going to go. So I didn't want to put money into a venue and do something. I didn't know how many of the people were going to come out here because. It's never been done before. Mm-hmm. So I did that and it was a success. And then after that, I was like, man, I got to do something bigger. So um, I reached out to one of my homies, Julius Caesar. He's a celebrity barber and, and, a, and a big name. And um, another guy named Norby Mackin from the Bay. And um, they ended up flying out here. And the, and I did another one at the, the residence in Marriott. Nice. Um, so you, you hosted it nearby, but um, a bigger venue. Bigger venue. Bigger venue, legit, lights, all that. And I had celebrity judges. So... You know the the first the first battle I had. That's why I said about the whole city thing. People, you know, some guys won, and they're like, "Oh, well, this guy works with this guy was rigged." So I was like, "You know, I can't have this." <laughs> so next, I'm just gonna, you know, to be on a a, play, a fair playing field, I'm gonna get a judge from out of town. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I paid and got the judge, and you know, got them accommodations, got them in their rooms and stuff like that. And um, 
I did that and you know that one turned out I think I had like three three hundred some people um um then maybe I think a year or two after that um I did part three mm. I had another venue and um that that one was uh, it was pretty crazy I got another celebrity judge uh, my homie JC the barber and then um, another barber named Lipstick the Barber. So they're they're out in the LA area. So mm. I got them out here. Um and, and um and that was different because he was <laughs> I, I mean he I knew him I knew him since barber school. So it's funny to see not funny, but it's it's crazy to see how he grown. Like I I knew this guy from barber school and he's a right, celebrity right. barber. So I book him, he comes out. This dude had his own security. Oh shit! <laughs> so I, you know, I wasn't logistically ready for yeah. the security. He's asking me, "Oh, can my security bring? You know, can he carry in this venue?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So, oh shit! You know what I'm saying? Like, I just ordered you for a judge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. So he he got I got how to get him and get him ready and get him right. So um, I had a venue. We agreed on all ages. My all all my stuff was all ages. Really? They flipped it on me two days before my event, my, the event and said it has to be 21 and over. Oh no. <laughs> so I had to find a last minute venue. I found one which was at Corner Pocket. Um, okay. And billiards? I had to do the upstairs. Yes, the billiards. So I got that. Problem is I had a, maybe close to 500 people. Jesus. No, no air conditioning. God damn. Uh, this was a summer I imagine. Yeah, I believe it was the summer. Yeah, it sounds like it's the fact. And, and I had a I I I booked the artist, which was another one of my homies, High Tone. Um, I had him come out and perform too. So it was and and, and <laughs> <laughs> so I had so much going on, and then I it, it was it was stressful. Also, I, um, which I was the first one to do. Also, I did a makeup competition. So I did the hmm. barbering in one room in a makeup competition. Oh shit! In there, so I, I ran both of them at the same time, and then I had an artist perform. On um, you know, a little mini stage wow, so with that, and I had maybe fifteen to twenty fans running in there because it was hot. So I mean, it ended up being good, um, a good venue, but it was crazy just like cramming everything in, trying to get every stuff done. Because when you have a locked in a locked in venue, you you already, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> pay for it. I paid for you it. Had like, people coming in I there. I had people coming there. I'm scoping it out. I know exactly where I'm gonna put it. Then you know, two days later, they drop a bomb on me. It was it was crazy. So. That thing ended up good. Um, I mean, it, as best it could. It could have been better because, you know, I planned for something else, but I made it work. Um, so that was a third one. After that, then that's where it comes into being oversaturation. I, um, mm-hmm. Other other shops started doing it around here, which is good. That was good for the culture um, to do it. So now And then now it's like every weekend there's one. Like I'm not saying here, but every it, it, becomes, so bar, uh, it, it, it becomes so popular everyone was doing it. Really? Yeah, so, you I, know. I, I think you're the only one that I know who has hosted it. Now, for anybody who has, who doesn't, isn't aware of the barber culture, can you give a little bit of details, like what goes on in a barber competition? So a barber competition, you're, you're, you're given, uh, um, some time, basically you're, you'll, you'll be like, you'll, you'll go on there and you, you sign up for, um, say, you know, fastest fade. So fastest fade will be, you have to do a fade within 15 minutes and you only get those 15 minutes and maybe it has to be longer, um, no shorter than the two on the top. And then they will go on there and, you know, whoever's on there and then you'll go and they'll judge, you know, the best fade or the best comb over. And, and that's how it goes. And some people use point systems or some people just say, I like that one. And, you know, that's how the competitions pretty much okay. go. Interesting. Interesting. Now, when when you first I, I know you got some of these ideas from trying from different shows and you want to bring here in the hometown. What was your intent behind it? Like. 
like I mean from, from the way I'm seeing it it was it's a great strategy because one I talk about this a lot of my clients and other people that get on board as well is that you're creating you created a platform before you know we're, we're gonna dive a little bit into that um, but for you when you've decided say hey I want to I want to start a barber competition here what was your initial intention behind that my initial intention was I'm traveling to all these other cities <laughs> um, trying to put put trying to like represent for myself and put you know let them know like Oxnard has good barbers nice and and, and now when I, when I did it I'm like you come to Oxnard and, and you know so Oxnard could be known for cutting and stuff like that because it, it, it's a funny thing when I went to barber school there was no barber schools around here and I had, is there I, now? there's three three or four now Okay. So my time is different from back then. So everyone, back then, everyone used to travel to go to school. So mm. I went to school. I went to school in Van Nuys for a whole year. Oh shit! So in Van Nuys, like everyone's from the valley, like Lancaster, all these places, because that was the closest school. So when you're going to school, there's there's tension. Like the valley barbers think they're better than the Oxnard barbers, oh. and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we we'll go over there. and We're a big group, so it's the same thing when you go to barber competitions everybody's yelling out where they're from it's a big comp you know it's it's competitive you That's know some cool. people we'll go all, it, the bigger ones that i competed in you know there are people flying out so mm. it's not you know i did the one called exotics and stuff like that when in my category there was 30 to 40 people cutting at the same time in that oh, category damn. so you may how many judges were in here and they they huh? hadn't oh no sorry the judges how many uh instructors were in here from from boxer over there yeah um, I can't remember, but there was, you know, there's people from Oxnard over there. Like, you know, um, there's people that placed over there. But the thing was, like, we're from Oxnard in L.A. Those big ones, people are flying out. So we're, you're, you're battling against people from Florida, mm. New York or whatever. They're representing states. So it, it's a lot bigger. So right. that's that that got to my point where I was like, you know, I want I want people to come to Oxnard and know Oxnard for cutting hair also, too. And then, you know, I started the coach. I, I felt like I started that barber battle culture there. And then there's other you know shops that open like New Era and Cali Cuts and stuff like that. Mm. And, and the barber lounge that did it after me and they kept it going. Nice. Um, and it was and it was a good thing. Everyone's like, oh, how do you feel about it? You know, at first you're just kind of like, oh, you know, well, I did it first type of thing. But I didn't I didn't kind of like do I didn't I didn't look at it that way. I wanted to like have those people in Oxnard be known like, hey, I'm going to go to bar battle in Oxnard. Oxnard? What's Oxnard? Oh, they, they, you know, they host a lot of battles over That's there. That's awesome. Know? Yeah. I so, love that. You know, just like Oxnard's known for, you know, everyone just it's always just strawberries and boxing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's funny because uh, we were talking. I was talking about those few people. One of the things that most people know for Oxford now is like the foods. Yeah. Right. I think barber, the the Hispanic culture. I would yeah. say strawberry, obviously. You know, but even like the coast, like the the ocean area. Yeah. And I, I always love that, like. You know, people from Oxnard that are building in here always have massive love for Oxnard just to give back, just to get recognition. And 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 I talk about it a lot from other people as well. Is that um, we're, we're we're very prideful. Yeah. You know, when when we create something or when when we create some sort of way where we trigger something or someone is making a noise, we're we're very supportive and cheerful of them in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, but. I mean, that's what I kind of that's where I kind of get into what I was when when I started coming up, it was different where there's a lot more respect. I feel now like the younger generation lacks that respect. Mm. Everything's competition to them. Everything's like it's not real unless you post it like it's just it's changed. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I don't know if you notice that, too, with a lot of stuff like, 
you know, everyone's doing something. I definitely feel a disconnect with the young generation. I don't know, particularly in the barber community, but I feel with the upcoming generation, there's a lot of disconnect between where they're living because, you know, most of them are, are coming up in a era of society where they were born into the social media. Yeah, exactly. For us, right, we were like, I, like we were learning about it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like MySpace, Facebook, um, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. Like those came to us, and we watched it grow. Yeah, these people came to that, and that was their form of media. Our form of media primarily was like television, cable, yeah. right, radio, mm-hmm. and then they're coming up. Basically, hey, you know what? Uh, my form of television is YouTube, yeah. uh, streaming services, social that. media, right? So their perceptions. I wouldn't say it's limited. Yeah, they might they might have a lot more information, but they're not getting that actual non-virtual experience. Mm-hmm. And but the 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 disconnect on there also is they have so many resources where it spoils them in a way, and That's it messes true. and it messes it up. Where everybody now is self-taught. Ah, you know, mm-hmm. saying like now everybody, I pick up a camera, I'm a photographer. Oh. I mean, I learned. <laughs> yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, now for cutting hair, they're, they'll skip school and just try to learn from YouTube uh, and then go and be like, hey, I'm going to come in the shop. And it's like, you, you can cut hair or whatever, but you need you need a license. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you cut hair, but you're skipping the part. I had to go to school and pay for all this stuff to get a license. And I'm not knocking nobody with, without a license. I'm just saying like now that people now are skipping steps mm. with everything, you know, same thing with like. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, and you know, I want to be like Charles. I'm gonna buy all this equipment, or whatever, and then I'm gonna set up a thing. Well, do you have, you know, insurance? Do you have an LLC? Did you go get your business license? Did you? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't, what is that? I mean, you you want you you want to you want to charge someone a thousand dollars, but you're not you're not a business for sure. Or even then, like your intention is not there. Yeah. I think it comes down to there. Like at some point, if you do decide to legitimize, like yeah, okay, if you're trying to save up for it. Makes sense, right? But I, I get what you're saying because I, I do feel a lot of people want to live the lifestyle, but don't want to actually in, be in the process of it. And that's why I use the example. That's why I use the term cutting the corners. Mm-hmm. People want to cut the corner. They don't want to do the work, you know, and it's, just, it's the same thing with new barbers coming in the shops and they're going there and sitting there and you're like, why am I not busy? Uh, let me post on social media and maybe I'll get a client there. Like you have to do other things. You got to put in the work. You can't just sit there and, and it's because you got so infatuated with the lifestyle. You never did the homework to do the work to get to the point where the barber you like got to. Okay. Yeah. You're not doing the homework. You're going on YouTube and just learning how to cut. But are you learning customer service? Are you learning passing your cards? You know, I always tell everything, every, everybody, they always talk about how do you get clients and, and do other stuff? Really? Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest person and say like, I have, Oh, I have, I'm booked for two weeks. I have this clientele. But to me, I always tell a barber, client retention is the most important thing. Mm. I'm like, you could look at me and you'd be like, man, sometimes like that haircut was, it was cool or whatever. And I'm like, people don't like me all the time for my haircuts. People right. like me for me. You have to make the person like you. You could look and, and, and you could look at somebody and you're like, man, that haircut sucks. And that guy keeps going back to the guy. Do you think he likes his haircut? No, he likes that person for him. He may like that. <laughs> he might like that conversation every time you sit in the chair. Right, right, you right. might He might break up with his girlfriend and you give him the best life advice. He doesn't give a shit about the haircut. Right, right, you can right. go get a haircut anywhere. It's the same thing. Like I can 
can go to you and be like, Charles, give me a video. I can go to a cheaper guy, but it's not it's not about you doing a better video than the person. I like you for you. I'm, I like the relationship you have and I trust you. It's not about your skills. Any, everybody has skills. Everybody can cut hair nowadays. For sure. What separates you from the other guy? It's, it's your con- connection. Your connection. You have to make connections with people. You have to build relationships. And that's why I try to teach all the young barbers and other barbers who are struggling. They, they just think them being good is going to get them somewhere. It's not about being good. It's about making connections, networking, and client retention, keeping those. So whenever when I have a client in my chair, they're talking to me. I make sure when they come back the next time, I remember that conversation. We right. Had. They value that. They'd be like, and then they'd be like, oh, well, my mom died and this and like that. When they come back in my chair, I'm like, oh, how's your mom? And they're like, oh, you remember that? That's yeah. That's something you have to do. Some yeah. guys are just cutting hair and then they'll come back and they look at the haircut, post it on There's social no media. There's no connection, right? There's no connection. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, I just did a dope haircut. All right, man, I'll see you next time. There's no connection. Then when they come back and you're like, oh, um, I want the same thing I did last time. They're like, oh, I don't remember what you did. You took a picture of it and did this. Yeah. But like, I remember the same haircut I give these people all the right, time. Right, like, right, oh, you did too. And then they're like, oh, you're surprised. That's all part. Those are the little things that you need to pick up and get like that. And I teach everybody that in business. If you go to a, a restaurant and people are like, this restaurant is is better than this restaurant why you go here whatever you're it's because you feel comfortable you go to the waiter and the waiter knows your your your, right, your, your right. thing already like familiarity exactly but people don't understand that they, yeah it's 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 crazy because I, I i talk about this a lot in my content through clients people i talk to people who ask about advice you could have the best skill in the world mm-hmm. you know but if you don't have the connection with the people like the biggest thing i i preach on is it's not about what you offer it's not just about what problems you can solve it's about how you make them feel at the end of the day you have to make a person feel good a haircut Mm -hmm. they'll look good but do they feel good are you are you like you know bigging them up and and when in the chair are you giving them advice are you talking to them are you laughing like when 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 when, when, um i'm in the barbershop you know our biggest thing is we you know we make fun of each other and we talk stuff to each other (laughs) and i always tell my barbers you have to have tough skin in here Mm. because the clients like that type of stuff they'll come in there and it's like like a like a uh, like not a soap opera but like a comedy show in there. They're <laughs> yeah, going in there. They yeah, they get their yeah. hair cut. And they're laughing because we're clowning on each other and talking stuff. We're talking sports. Like they like that environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may not even be the haircut. You can mess up on their hair, but they were so like in tune with somebody's com- conversations and laughing and having fun. Some people just like to get away and and, yeah. and it's their 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 place to be. And you have to make that for them. A lot of people sometimes I um. You know, I go into their shops, I see other shops and the guys are just sitting there cutting, not talking to each other or not talking to their client. And they want to take a big picture oh, and, man. and have their phone. They're on Instagram live showing how they could cut their hair and there's no interaction. They're just and that's a disconnect. I'm trying to teach. Yeah, say, with the young yeah, barber. yeah. Like, I, I, you see you see videos of barbershops mm. and you guys, there's an old guy sitting in there. There's people in there laughing and they're talking and doing that. You have to bring that environment. For yeah. That stuff. Just like a mom. The, the separation between a mom and pops restaurant and a, and a franchise uh, or any corporate business. Exactly. Like that. They lack that connection with the people. So it's the personable aspect, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, that, that's an interesting thing. Cause like, like I said, you know, um, you can't duplicate those type of uh, connections and experiences with people it's it's something that's found within people and through values yeah. and and that's why i'm always intrigued when i get people on like you in, in here brandon is because it's it's the values that make people different it's the voice that they have that mm. that people don't understand or at least don't have the inside to grasp yeah. especially for the younger generations you know yeah um as, as far as this end i, I want to pivot to see how how else i mean are you looking for any barbers right now 
Right now I'm full, but you know, like you always know, looking for more. And that's why I say them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm full right now, but you never know what happens. Like barbers come and go all the time, and that's something you have to live with and 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 learn how to grow um, from there, and and you know, keep in touch with other barbers, and 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 your reputation is is golden. Like you need a reputation for other people to come to your shop, you know? So I try to teach, um, teach everybody, you know, to, to respect each other and cool. have respect. So if another barber leaves, I never hold any grudges. Sometimes I'll keep in contact or if another barber opens up a shop, I still, you know, you know, hit them up or see how they're doing or, you know, like I don't hold those hard. I, I don't want to build burn bridges with people because, right. you know, you never know when someone want to cross back. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't, you or, never, or even then, you know, maybe, maybe their type of barber just won't fit for that upcoming customer. Exactly. And, and that's you. okay. You know, yeah, but there's, and there's a lot of times where people start holding grudges and doing stuff. And I try not to do that because, you know, it's, it's just, to me, that's not the, the, the right way to run business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's just me. I'm, I can't speak for other people, you know, when they, you know, a barber or, you know, someone leaves their shops and they right. hold a grudge or whatever. I, I try not to hold a grudge or anything unless they did something, you know, the, the wrong way. Like I always like <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. most of the time it's like it's barbers. Path, right? Yeah. And I always tell oh, barbers nice. or, you know, some, most, most of the barbers who I left, they gave me enough respect and told me, hey, I'm going to leave in a month or I'm going to leave in two weeks. And okay. and I appreciate that. Like, but the ones that are just like, oh, I'm gone today. It's kind of like that, that, that's like, you have to, you have to show me respect and I'll give you the respect. All the other ones that are like that, I got to remain and feel uncomfortable on their last weeks mm. or last days. Or I still, cut, I, I tell them I wish them the best and I thank you for the time because mm. you know people I, I left barbershops before like sometimes you may feel you outgrow a barbershop or you you may leave to another location or you want to make your own like and do your own thing and you never want to like stop a bird from spreading its wings you know right 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 for sure and, and and that's a good intention to have because you know I feel like good karma always comes back into you yeah I always feel like karma comes back I mean I'm not going to say I haven't had bad barbers and you know even some of the bad barbers I've 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 talked to or kept it cool with and it was just business like even people I fired um and I've had barbers come that I fired and tell they and thank me and tell me like hey I learned from when you fired me and thank you for nice. giving me chances you know That's like cool. I became a better barber because of that right, you know right, because right. you kind of set a foundation of rules and they went to another barber shop and they didn't have those foundations of rules and right. I saw I value the, the the structure was different cool you know? and and if you don't mind if you don't mind Brandon since we're on the topic of like talking about Bad barbers, right? <laughs> like like being a bad barber. So for anybody who do decide or who is starting or who is who has just started, what are some things that you would recommend to them so that they can set themselves up for success based on your experience and uh, even working with a barbershop? Um, for so if you're looking for a barbershop, you want a barbershop that um, first of all that has a great location. Um, second of all, has foot traffic. Um, third has, has been around for a while. You want something with reputation because mm-hmm. if someone say, you know, for example, some people move out of town and you're like, well, I'm visiting town. They're going to go to a place that they know, mm-hmm. not a new shop. They're going right. to be like, oh, I heard about this shop. Mm-hmm. You recommend it. Um, and if you're starting out, you want to learn as much as you can. Um, the problem I see sometimes is, um, these, the newer barbers, they get too proud. And, um, I always tell people shadow somebody. Hmm. Who do you, I like? Like who do you who do you who do you like in this barbershop that cuts the best? Um, and you'll go over there, ask that person, "Hey, can I watch you?" 
and you and you learn it and you learn and soak up game from that person. But now nowadays, I just see them. They'll sit down on their phones and just sit there. And, and they think they made it just because they got in the barbershop. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'm looking, you, you look in their haircuts and you're like, you still have a, you still have a lot mm. long to go. Go over there and go, look, don't be ashamed. Like everyone starts. It took me two to three years to get to a decent point where I felt comfortable with my haircuts, you know. Um, and, you know, a lot of these guys come out of barber school and they think they just got the license, that they made it already. And, and it's not, man. You're progressing. Like I switch up my style. I switch up different things I use all the time like it's always evolving because haircuts change like oh, the, for sure. the same haircuts I was doing 12 years ago or really or, actually can, can we can we pivot in that conversation mm-hmm. like what's as far as haircut styles because for me I remember I, I, I've kind of have gotten the same haircut like a little fade and mm-hmm. tapers and then mostly fades you know keep it long and short um, I've, I've had my faces too kind of like uh, trying to fit the cholo scene yeah. <laughs> at one point, but uh, what what what's changed within the hair hair uh, with the I would what 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 would you call this industry? Um, I can tell you style? what I I can tell you what I don't like doing or don't like seeing is <laughs> okay the Edgar uh, takeover. <laughs> okay, I try to stay away from those haircuts as much as possible. Why is that? It's preference. I mean, all the young kids are, are getting it. I, I think it's the dumb, uh, a dumb haircut. But it, it's you know, I you have you have. It's not for me to like. It's it's for uh, the, the 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 customer. The customer wants it. And don't give it. I personally don't enjoy doing them. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, the newer barbers is easier for them to do it. Um, I don't I don't want to say too much about it because um, when I first started coming up. All the old guys didn't like to do mohawks, and when I mm. out there, mohawks were they were struggling on mohawks. But I was younger, so I was doing the mohawks, so it was easy for me. But for them, they started like I'm gonna charge you five dollars more to do right, the mohawk right, right, right. because they struggled on that, and it wasn't something they did. But I was in barber school, so you were getting the newer yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. to come in here, and and so I, you know, now I now I see it reversed, and I feel like I'm the old guy on there, <laughs> oh, shit. and now Eggers come, and I hate the Eggers <laughs> just like how the old guys hate the mohawks, you know. Um, so it's it's the Eggers and very low tapers and stuff like that. Um, now, now a lot of people are getting the mullets. I don't mind the mullets though, because mm. I I think it's just kind of um, that's it. That I always say in, in haircuts, history repeats itself. So okay. mullets were hot in the eighties, like just like um, we had a period of the comb over, which was like you know. Oh yeah, I was that, I was in them. You know, people are like, oh, yeah. the comb over. That comb over is not nothing new. It just came back. It was something from there. Then people at Mohawks was the eighties. You know, right? Mullets was the rock star eighties. So now we're doing the Edgar. I just don't know the the era <laughs> that came from. So it's so funny how they make fun of that in social media. Yeah, <laughs> man. And then you know, oh, so then you know, we go through uh-huh. different phases. Then we had the man bun. You know, yeah, I remember the man, that the, the man bun. I mean, it's so still around. It's but still not around. As much. It's, it's starting to die out. But you know, we had that. Then then everyone had the low fade before mm. um, the shortcut. So it, it all it it, it just. But you just go through phases and periods in, in time. But, you that's, know, for me, that's the haircut I don't enjoy doing at all. But that, that, that's an interesting uh, conversation topic that you talked about, that how it's adapting over or changing over time, just like how trends are. Yeah. You know, because like for me, like I, I would get the same haircut every single mm-hmm. time, you know, or at least almost the same, you know. So for to from. For me to hear as a marketer, you know, that things change over time based on styles. Like, mm-hmm. And then as a barber, you know, I, I think it showcases how important it is to be okay with changes. Yeah, you have to be okay with changes. It's like now, like, too, like, some people are like, well, 
you know, you have this, what is it, a DSLR camera or whatever? Well, this is a mirrorless camera. Okay, so, <laughs> so, like. Trust me, I don't know as much. I have somebody else know more than me. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this is digital, basically, right? Mm-hmm, right, right, right. So, back then, everyone was taking um, film. Now, film's coming back. Some people want those film oh, photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Vintage. So, the vintage look, you know, mm-hmm. but everyone's doing, you know, these type of cameras now, um, which is digital, but that's why I'm saying history repeats itself mm-hmm. in, in every industry. Some people go and they want to get, like, a vintage look or it, it just kind of goes into these cycles all the time. I, I feel like it just comes with who they see it from, right? When they start to see enough people of it and it becomes accepted, it becomes like, hey, this is okay to have this thing. Like, for example, there's all kinds of old school stuff that nowadays we, uh, you know, uh, used to look up to, but then it kind of died out and then all of a sudden the new generation is picking up on it, you know? Well, like a fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We go through trends, 2000s was baggy pants. Now you're going to fit it, you know, we had the, the hipster look where you're going to fit it. That was loose, 50s. Loose. You know, everyone was wearing tight pants with chucks. That yeah. was in the 50s. You know, it's and, and then... Um, and then you you had the uh, the grunge look and the rustic look. Now people are want they want um what, what would you how would you, vintage clothing which is like old eighty shirts. Yep, those are the eighties. Yep. People now I, people want they're buying. A whole, I can't stand them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying people want the whole the holes <laughs> no, in the pants. Not, not not to hate you know because my, my my little brother um, wears a lot of it. I'm just like, why do you dress like that? Yeah, and <laughs> when you, you look at that? exactly and you look at it and then they're charging like eighty dollars for like oh an old gosh, shirt because man. it's you know it's jam but it's just. It's just history repeats itself. People catch on to certain things, and and you know it sucks because like say a lot of you're you're looking at back and like man I threw away a shirt like that I could have made eight dollars <laughs> on there. That's how I see it. You know that's how I feel oh, about man. Pokemon cards and baseball cards because they and, and, and I threw away a lot of those stuff back then and then now they're coming back I and where so them. much you know, I that's still kept them. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like even now I remember back in the days we had the Tamagotchis. Oh my gosh! Now you that, just brought back memory from a. <laughs> while back <laughs> now those are coming back you know I see uh-huh. Supreme drop their own t- t- Tamagotchi yeah, Supreme, interesting I didn't know that you know I'll have to look into that see you know so it's like a lot of stuff's coming back and you know the new generation are, are trying to get stuff like that and it just that's why my in marketing and business history always repeats itself yeah. like you it's, it's it's a cycle you have to always learn and you have to adapt yeah, and go with the just, cycle you know I just, think I think for for you what, I, what I've taken away from you so far is that you're very observative right you like to learn and see why people do it the way they do and I think I think that's what makes you stand out and be able to adapt. I mean, I imagine that's how you've been able to so, work through COVID too, right? Yeah, because I mean, me, I, I like to read a lot of books. So, mm. well, you know, one of my one of my favorite books, a marketing book, is Contagious. Interesting. I've yeah. heard a little about that. I haven't read it yet. So, the Contagious was it's a marketing book. It's um, it teaches you about because mar- everyone thinks marketing is business cards. So I'm do a video. Marketing is psychology. That yeah. Why why Max. why does McDonald's have a red and yellow? Because those red means stop. Hmm. The color yep. red means stop. So if I make a red logo, that means stop. So when I did my logo, I went and put red in there because red means stop. It's gonna catch your eye and stop. Um you have to do something different. So like in the book Contagious, they put a famous story about a cheesecake, right? I mean a cheesesteak, a Philly cheesesteak. A guy was in Philadelphia, he made a a Philadelphia cheesesteak, right? Everybody has cheesesteak over there, right? Right. So he's like, man, I want to do a cheesesteak. And everyone was like, man, everybody, you're not going to make money. There's too many people. Mm-hmm. So he, he thought of, a, 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 of an idea to do a speakeasy. Like, and he made a speakeasy. So you open the telephone you, you open the telephone, and it opens up to a place where it's just a speakeasy. And he, has, he did like a premium cheesesteak. Uh, um, cheese so his cheesesteak 
was a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars. That that cheesesteak came with it was lobster and it came with a bottle of champagne. Oh shit! So he became Bad one ass. of the most famous people. Sounds people like thought very it was crazy. high class kind of a. But he did a cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was normal, but everyone thought it was crazy. But he he put did a twist on it. So branded it, branded it in psychology because everyone and and people were like, I'm not gonna pay one hundred fifty dollars for a cheese um cheese uh for the cheesesteak, but it's not about it's not about you paying for that. What did you just do? Right now, you talked about it. Mm-hmm. What does marketing want you to do? Yeah. Talk about it. You exactly. built the buzz for him. Whether you buy it or not, his his thing is going to come. And people are going to be mysterious and say, you know what? Let me go. I want to try this. Mm-hmm. What's what's this all about? And he got you. That's psychology. Yeah. Same thing as when you look at the Super Bowl. People are paying millions of dollars for a commercial, right? Someone always try, tries to make the most memorable commercial. because when, Experience. Exactly. You're like, oh, my gosh. Look at that Pepsi commercial. When you walk in the store, boom. Oh, Pepsi right there. It got you. Psychology. Yeah. You might you might buy the Pepsi because you were laughing at that commercial. But people don't understand that. Psycho- it, it, marketing is all psychology. It's it's, brand, it's putting stuff in, into your brain. So when you pass by that thing, you might want to buy it or you might want to get it. And you have to make that thing popular. You want people talking about it. You can have the shittiest product, but if you market yourself the best, that's why I talked about conversation. Yeah. People are always going to come get it. Like, what's the difference between Pepsi and Coke? Nothing. Just better marketing. Coke has better marketing than Pepsi. Facts. They taste the same. Mm-hmm. What's better? What's 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 better than um? What's better than um a burger? Five Guys or McDonald's? Five Guys. Who has better marketing? McDonald's. For Which sure. one's busier? McDonald's for sure. Shitty customer service, but they yeah. have the best commercials. There's one on every corner. It's yep. marketing. Yeah, and they have more for sure, more budget on that <laughs> as well, especially with what they at. But they did different things. Mm-hmm. Their marketing is way better than Five Guys. Five Guys is simple, but the Five Guys has a better product. But McDonald's marketing will always be yeah. superior. And, and the cool thing with that, I have to touch base on that I've learned. I don't know if you've watched it on the Netflix. There's a movie of the guy who got the idea from the owners of McDonald's. Their thing was like, it's not about the creating the best burgers it's about creating duplicatable systems mm-hmm. that can system. be done easily and expanded faster and and that's and i uh, that's another thing i'm a transition to the barbering i try to teach barbers because these barbers get infatuated with social media and they want to post the best haircut right mm. so i teach these barbers okay i do my haircuts in 30 minutes like and people be like, okay, like they want, they're always focused on giving um, a ten out of a ten haircut, right? Mm. So if I give you a ten out of a ten haircut, right, and I and and you and I take an hour and thirty minutes on there, oh shit, that client is gonna give me the same money as if I did a a, a haircut at a, a rated at an eight, and I spend thirty minutes on there. Oh wow, interesting. So systemize them to become more efficient and make more money. Be the McDonald's. Don't be don't be the sit down restaurant because McDonald's makes more money than there. Mm. People still go to McDonald's and complain about a shitty burger, but they'll still go there because they know it can get fast in and out and, and efficient. And you know what? I, I'd <laughs> rather have efficient and like a seven eight haircut than like a ten to take an hour and a half. Exactly. And I try oh, to man, teach these I people would. there, but they're so like, I need to do this perfect haircut, and I need to do it. You know, I want to post it on social media, and I'm like. You're losing money. It's a system. You, you it, it's okay to love your craft, but this you have to treat this as a business. For You're sure. Not, you, it, look at the logistics. If I if I'm doing three haircuts and out uh, three, I, I, you're doing one haircut and I'm doing three haircuts in that time. You know, say it's forty dollars. I made one hundred and twenty. You made forty. Hmm. So 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 you're losing money. Right. So True. you, I, I try to tell them, haircut, don't be, be efficient. Try to give, don't, don't try to push tens every single time. Try to push an eight because the eight is going to get the same amount of money as a 10. 
and you'll and you'll probably get more clients being faster. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm most, just being I'm being uh, honest. No, with no. You, and like, then the funny thing is, the point, to be honest, most people won't even see the difference. They right? won't see the difference. They <laughs> don't. I don't know. So, some. So I mean, I've had different people. They're like, man, you didn't spend enough time on my hair. Well, for what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I mean, I've been cutting 12 years or whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna spend an hour in, in something on your hair if I can get it done in this time. Does it still look good? Like, you know, what I'm saying like. People just want a clean haircut and look good, like. But That's you know, it. social yeah. media has you fooled of thinking like you have to have these pictures. Oh per- man, these perfect pictures, and, you know? and and it, and it comes and, it, and it's with the clients too because sometimes now there's there's so much they don't know Photoshop filters, they don't know if you're putting paint on there. They want those. Can you make my lineup look like this? And I have to explain to them, hey man, that's. That, that's hair dye on there. That's not his real mm-hmm. hair. That's those are hair fibers. That's not his real hair. Oh, shit. oh can you make my beard look like this? Man, that's paint on there. That's not real. <laughs> oh, can you make the blend look that that oh. guy that picture is pixelated? He he used Photoshop to make it look wider on the and balder on there. That's not real. So it, it's that's another big struggle. That's why I tell you, like generation and social media has has um, messed a lot because a lot of yeah. barbers are using Facetune and stuff like that. And, perception. And it's perception, you know. There, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking. It's good marketing, but it, it, it's starting to make it worse for us to give unreal expect, um, expectations for, for sure. people. Definitely pave them in the wrong insight or at least a uh, perception of, of what real reality is. Yeah. I, I want to pivot a little bit towards, you know, obviously you've been a barber for Logic. Yeah. For Are you, are you still cutting his hair as of right now? Uh, yeah, currently I, I cut him two weeks ago, I believe. Okay. How, do you, how did you come <laughs> across becoming a celebrity barber like that? I mean, like, I imagine, you know, you know, like, they're looking for somebody who they can trust and they're willing to pay them at their own time because they're so busy. Um, I wouldn't call myself a celebrity barber. I just cut, I say I would cut celebrities because um, hmm. to me, a celebrity barber would be, that would be like your, your folk, your, your main client. Okay. Your main niche. Right? And, and you're I, known for that. Gotcha, yeah. You gotcha. know, you could say that I, you know, I don't mind people saying that I am, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, I'm a celebrity barber. Cause I feel like <laughs> that's not me. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. I, I, Thank I'm you a little for bit more, distinguishing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come out there and people just think that's all I, I cut because I don't, I just have a couple, I mean, I've cut a couple people who happen to be celebrities mm-hmm. um, with that. Basically my, my, my brother worked for him. And one day he needed a haircut, I think like three or four years ago. And uh, I started, cu- I cut his hair. And the, <laughs> um, the reason he liked cutting me is because um, I'm, I'm not going to say it's personal business, but the reason like he doesn't, basically he doesn't like to be in the chair for a long time. Okay. So you can do it fast and enough. I did it and fast. Other people it. will be other, like other barbers would be like, oh my gosh, I'm cutting logic. Let me, let me take my time an hour and 30. He doesn't, he doesn't like that. Uh-huh. So I'm over there. I cut him 10, 15 minutes. Boom. He's in and out. Uh, okay. It looks cool. And, and pays me. He he didn't like. He doesn't like being in the chair. Hmm. So uh, I'm pretty like I'm the McDonald's of Barbary. <laughs> I also hate being in the chair for too long. <laughs> so you know. So basically, I, I actually fall asleep sometimes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he he <laughs> and we built that relationship. And I talked to him, and you know we do you know talk about about music and stuff like that. And um, I built that relationship with him. So you know, I mean, yeah, he's gone. You know, other barbers when I couldn't get him, but mm-hmm. I'm basically you know I'm one of his main barbers and. Um, I've been cutting them for maybe about four years, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm cutting them ever since. Cool. I mean, okay. So then if, uh, you know, for someone who is trying to eventually, like I would say, um, build up to that status, like is, is there any, like you said you've had some people who are celebrity barbers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you, f- like, like if someone was to try to get to that, how, how do you think someone gets to that type? Is it, I feel like it would just be through connections or? Connections and, and you got to, you, you got to, impose your will on people mm. like um 
like I, I I did the example of JC where I where I said you know he he went Hollywood or whatever, but I've seen him from from the bottom. Like when we were in barber school, like I um he didn't he cut he cut all right, but like he I always remember this. He t- he would tell us like I'm gonna cut celebrities, and you know other guys were just laughing at him. Ah, you're not gonna cut any hmm. celebrities, but but you know he started going to club to clubs and stuff like that, and just started passing out his really? card or whatever. So and then once he got one. Got another, mm. got another. This guy said, "Come over here," and then he built his brand. And he, you know, next if you're cutting five celebrities, it's easy to get another one for sure. If you're cutting yeah. six celebrities, it's easy to get two or three more. Right, right, right. And you just start building the momentum, and that's what he did. And and, mm. and he spoke it to existence, and he just kept going. He and fucking went in. He just went in. That's and and, that's, and, awesome. and that's how you do it. And, and and that's how you do it. I mean, I. If if I pushed myself to do that, I could be a celebrity barber because I know what to do. But at this point, I I didn't I don't in my career I have so many regular clients I I don't have the time to be a celebrity gotcha, barber. Gotcha, gotcha. It's enough. It's it's more than enough to sustain yourself and you know create a lifestyle. It, 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 and pe- but people people want to be the celebrity barber, but they don't know what <laughs> it is going through to be the celebrity barber. Yeah, like as far as like values. Yeah, I'm not great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to put out personal business of people who I cut that are, you know, that are celebrities. For but sure. It's demanding sometimes oh, of, okay. of, of, on you, like, you know, because they're paying you, you know, if you respect yourself, they're paying you a high amount. So they want you to come and cut you at weird hours or fly out or, or oh, shit. you know what I'm saying? Because they're celebrities. <laughs> yeah, so they're yeah, used yeah, to doing yeah. that. When you're a celebrity, you got money. People come to you and they or do if, odd I, stuff. I, I mean, I imagine anybody that have money, even if they were celebrities or not, and said, hey, you know what? Like, can you cut my hair at this time, at and, this and, location? Right? And that's a good side note because mm-hmm. people like I've had I had regular clients, people who have money that aren't. So cele- people always think that just because they're celebrities are going to pay you a lot. I've had no. regular not I wouldn't say regular clients, but clients who have money that pay me more than celebrities. Mm. There's a guy that who doesn't want to be named or whatever. I'm not going to name him. And, you know, he pays me more than he paid me more than logic has paid me before okay. interesting know? and i go to his house and i cut him and he just the convenience your expertise except, you especially because except, of you right like me for me and i i drove i would drive maybe an hour and a half to go cut him sometimes mm-hmm. um which is which, which is long Damn. and he's not even a celebrity so i try to tell people they they they, they, they want to go cut celebrities for a lifestyle but what, what do you want to cut celebrities for the money because you you don't have to cut a celebrity to mm. make money you can find that clientele you gotta you just have to put yourself out more mm-hmm. and put build the right there. values for yourself to let people know who you exactly. are exactly and i started i i you know i cut i built my client regular clientele so i have a, a, a decent amount of regular clientele so if i transition to the celebrity thing my revenue would go down because right. it's my downing. But if I started doing like, you know, example how JC's did mm-hmm. and he built celebrity clientele, that's all he does. He works around that. So it's hard to go and transition to both because right. I can't, there, there's, there's, there's been, t- there's not, I'm, I'm going to say there's been time once you start doing that, like people don't realize like you have a good regular clientele and then you want to be a celebrity barber. Your regular clientele is going to fall down because there's going to be times where people are like, I want a haircut right now. And then you're going to cut, you're gonna be like, hey, I gotta cancel this, and you keep canceling your regular oh, man. guy. You're gonna cancel on you yeah, exactly, yeah. and you're like, well, this guy's paying me, you know, two to three hundred dollars to cut his hair. My regular guy's gonna only pay me forty. Let me cancel him and do this, and then you do it a couple of times, and then celebrity starts stop calling you, but you already lost that at your regular yeah. client. Yeah, so so it's like taking in one big client, potentially big client, mm-hmm. for a consistent amount of normal amount of rate, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, weighing the pros. Do you want the credibility? Is it gonna get you somewhere? Or are you just taking it for the money, or would you rather have something more consistent that you can certainly secure? Yeah, and like that. For example, like I got an opportunity to cut Rod Wave. 
Mm. Um, he was out here and they're like, hey, can you cut right out of wave? Um, can you be here in 45 minutes? I had a book day. And I was like, man, dude, it's like, oh, it's, in your head, you're like, man, it's Rod Wave. I want to well, I want to cut him. He's blowing up. He has a hot song and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're like this. But I'm like, um, but this guy come, this guy, um, these two people, I got three appointments in a row right now. And these guys come every week, every mm. two weeks. I'm, I'm going to cut Rod Wave one time and get that two to three hundred bucks or whatever it is or five hundred. I don't know what he's going to pay me. But I might lose these guys because yeah. they feel disrespected because they've been coming f- to me for years and I ditched them to go get this quick money, you know. So that's that. That's about another, loyalty. Yeah, it's wow. about loyalty. So you know, these you got to you got to remain loyal, and that's why I bring up the example because people just see the lifestyle of the celebrity barbers and they try to do certain things, but they'll fuck up their whole money mm. trying to kiss ass to celebrities. I had celebrities fucking. <laughs> I I I. I I mean, I've talked about it a couple of times. I'm not going to say his name, but I had a guy from the Chargers come and okay. I cut his hair. Um, Out here? They called and they're like, you know, we live in L.A. or whatever. We're used to L.A. barbers. And this is disrespect that we get from, from Oxnard. They're like, well, I go to L.A. and this and that. And, you know, they, they kind of look down on us because we're not such a big city. So they go and, and you know, and I knew I knew the barber that they get they, they that they got cut by. He charges like, I don't know triple amount of what I did right mm-hmm. so I get this good dude a good haircut I take my time blah 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 he rolls up in a G-Wagon his wife has you know Louis Vuitton purses and Louis Vuitton I never even seen a Louis Vuitton stroller <laughs> oh, they had a stroller with a baby in there so they're in there looking like money or whatever I cut his hair or whatever oh he's like yeah you know do this he, he didn't even tip me oh at all damn and I, and I was having conversations with, with him, and I knew he was. I knew he played for the Chargers I'm because I watch football. And I was asking him, oh, what do you do? And this and that. And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm retired, but, but I'm just out here. I'm looking to buy a house. So I'm like, this dude's out here looking to buy a house. I know he played football. He's playing dumb, you know, probably because he doesn't want to pay me because I'm from Oxnard. But I know the barber he gets cut by in L.A. charges triple what I did. Mm. He gives me money just because I'm from Oxnard and disrespects me. And gives me the minimum just because I'm from Oxnard. I'm not from L.A. And yeah, I get sure. it. I'm not from L.A. But like, you know, like respect respect my craft. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like sure. I, I spent my time. I took my time out the day and I cut you. And, you know. And, and it's like what's the diligence, right? Yeah. You're over here looking like money and flossing. And you're, you're coming <laughs> over here telling me you're over here just to buy a house. And, oh, I, you know. Man. So and, and it was a lesson for me. Like after that time, um, I, I, I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna be like a fanboy or 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 like undercut myself to cut somebody that has a status. I'm gonna be firm and not let them walk all over mm. you because that's big too. Because a lot of people will dick ride or or or, or try to uh, kiss somebody's ass just to cut the cele- the celebrity, but not respect them as a price. You know, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and that's a problem. I've, I've come across that myself as well. Not for the celebrity aspect, but like just valuing myself enough to that point where my prices are solid based on this conditions. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess like I'm overdoing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even though they're close friends or you know it's a potential connection or maybe they're known for this or whatever, it's just like yeah, at, at some point, you know, once you understand your worth more and your time then it's like well this is what it is you're more than welcome to go to somebody else yeah and and it was good it was a learning lesson because after that i got another client which is um the the um the football player marcus allen and i and and i I wouldn't say i was his personal barber but Mm -hmm. i cut him for like a year straight once a week nice um and and that That was was good and, and that was cool and dealing with him and he was 
he was a, a, a wild character. Like, I couldn't read him. Sometimes he'll be talkative and sometimes he wouldn't. And <laughs> there was a couple of times where I'm cutting him in, in, in my shop and people look and they see who it is. And he's like, are you Marcus Allen? And and um, I could tell he would get kind of annoyed. So I had to learn to kind of like respect it, not respect his privacy, but do something sort, sort, sort of things to keep him comfortable. So I started closing the door when he would come or gotcha. trying to cut him earlier when people weren't there to make him feel comfortable um, because he didn't want to be seen or yeah, to talk to him. Because not everybody's not every every not every celebrity is friendly and not everybody wants to talk all the time. Yeah, or especially I mean, sign autographs and do something for like sure, that. especially so, at that time, you know, exactly. So I had to change it up and do that or, or talk to someone. Barbara saying, yeah, I got Marcus coming in here, so don't try to like. You know, do certain things and cool. yeah. So I made mistakes and stuff, but you know, you live and learn from those. Yeah, things. that's good. Thanks for sharing a lot of this stuff. You know, I think uh, from this episode, uh, I'm sure not just barbers, but other creators in, in the voice community can also uh, get value from this thing. So I want to pivot a little bit in the, in the ending as far as this end because I think you know, um, I don't, I respect your time as well. Mm-hmm. But um, just for you on your end, uh, Brandon, what are, what are some things that you're looking forward for? I mean, you know, we're transitioning out of COVID. Or are have I don't know what, what you call it, and you know um, technology's rising, opportunities coming up, but also you know uh, inflation, <laughs> you know. Um, so what's 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 new for you? What's next? Uh, right now I'm just grinding because I feel COVID had messed a lot of stuff up, and I mm. felt like we were in a good place, like starting to get momentum again, and recession hit. And I noticed a lot of barbershops, everything, a lot of people aren't spending money. And people don't understand what a recession is, but mm. it's when people don't want to spend money. Like mm. the price of everything is getting too high. So I see a, I see a big drop in stuff because now right. I see people are like more conscious of their money and what they spend because sure. there's less money out. You know, yeah. less people are spending money. So I, I hope it starts getting back to normal, but um, I don't think it's not going to get back, semi back to normal until... We curb inflation. Yeah. Um, because with no money, people are not going to spend money. And spending money means going out, doing things. Oh, man. And to go out and do things, you need a haircut. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, if you're sense. like, oh, I want to go to a party, first thing, I, I got to go get a haircut. Mm. But now if you're like, I, I don't have money to spend a party, I'm not going to go get a haircut. So, your regular t- one, once a week guy or t- twice a week guy might not now start coming once a month because he wants to cut back or and, 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 Damn, bro, and, and are you describing me right now huh? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding it's just reality no, As I'm, barber, I'm about two, to, two times a week normally you know yes, two so times I'm, a month sorry two th- you're about two times a month so like I've, I've never been a once a week kind of person just because eh, whatever There, but there are some people that are, that are like that and sometimes a once a week guys once some you know inflation and stuff got start they, they'll cut back like just mm. in life you have to make cutbacks so like imagine yeah. you know you're going oh I'm, I, I'm going I go to Starbucks and you hit that Starbucks but you're like man well I'm not making as much I need to I need I can't, yeah. I can't I don't need to get a Starbucks cup every day let me buy the bag and that it's the same with haircuts for sure like you you like do I really need a haircut once a week or am I going anywhere and and also that plays a part in that is weather hmm. that's true that weather rainy, rainy weather people don't like to get haircuts ugly weather because rain do you go out in the rain do you go to a party <laughs> on the rain are you having a barbecue you don't want to go out in the rain that's a funny thought that's a funny thought i never thought about that i just no, get a haircut because I, I hate looking at myself in the mirror i'm like damn that looks a little long <laughs> but when but when if you if it's raining and doing something you're not going out you're staying at home you're like i don't need a haircut yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 just a that's just something that people have to grasp and they don't understand like makes in business it's just it's the same thing like if you go to a restaurant do you see the restaurant pack sometimes when it's no. raining like people are like no i'm no, gonna stay home you know it's the same thing with haircuts like haircuts you want to look good and go out but if you're not going out or not being seen there's no need to groom right 
Makes sense. Unless it's just a habit that you have. Like you just said, yeah, I like to have a haircut, but you're like, well, no one's going to see me. I could skip a week. Mm. I could I could skip my yeah. What 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 else are you working on? I mean, I know you said you're investing, right? I mean, you've also had brands in the past. I mean, do you ever see yourself in building other brands? Um, I had an aftershave brand. I had um a clothing brand, and I did those things. And right now, I'm just um kind of focused on the barber shop okay. and doing that stuff. I mean, like I day trade a little bit in the morning, and the market like just a recession. The market's kind of crazy, so it's mm. it's a rough patch right now for this year. So like trading has been kind of like up and down because you know it, it goes in cycles with stuff um so i'm right now i'm just focused on um you know the barbershop cutting and hopefully get out through this recession and, and build from there um last year i did a, a last year um i did a sneaker event um with the barbershop the barbershop hosted that um i don't know if it's um people were asking me to do another one but i don't know if it's the right time with the recession and stuff yeah. like that um timing is everything in business so you have to kind of play things by ear you can't just hmm. be like I'm gonna open up a shop, or I'm gonna do something during COVID. Like you want, you want to do things. Timing is perfect. You want to, you, your timing has to be perfect. You want to do s- stuff at the peak. You don't want to do when, when people aren't doing stuff. Like right, right, right. So, um, right now I'm just waiting. You know, I'm just um, focusing on the bread and butter, which is you know the barbershop and me nice. cutting hair, and then waiting on the next opportunity because I feel there's not as many business opportunities or ventures right now because people aren't spending money. You need people to spend money to, to to create new avenues and mm. stuff like that, you know? If not, then then you just need to work on your bread and butter and keep going until there's you find that window of opportunity. But when you find that window of opportunity, you better be ready for it because, you know, that, that's what it comes, you know? Yeah, cool. Well, shit. Uh, um, thank, thank you for sharing some of that as well, what you got going on. And then, so for anybody who wants to connect with you or, you know, link up, um, how can they reach you and, and your shop if they want to get cut as well? Um, social media, um, Instagram, the handle will be uh, the reup shop, and then my personal one is Hall the Barber. If you want to get a um, haircut by me on my barber um, page, I got a a, a booking link on booking there. Booking link you can there go we go. There. Everybody just does that now, huh? Yeah, if you need it's the best way, <laughs> uh, it's just easier that way. Yeah. Like, I used to hate like I was old school too because I used to hate um, <laughs> carrying my book everywhere. You know, people are like, "Oh, do you have four o'clock open?" And I'm at home and I'm like, "I don't have my book on me." Like. Where's my schedule? It's, oh yeah, and this is you know back and then, you know iPhone had barely came out. And I don't I don't even know if iPhone had notes back then. I, I can't remember. I don't remember how I used. To, I had you know the way I had to do it was I had to go through all my text messages to see what times mm. I agreed to people when I wasn't at my book, and then go to my book in the morning and write all these appointments. Right, down. right, right. So now the online booking thing makes it a lot easier. But I have people that are old school or you know I would say old school but older than me that they're like I don't want to use your link, so they mm-hmm. still text and call me. Okay. But you just book it for them. I so. just book it for them. But, you know, on my Instagram, for the most part, I'd say like 70% of my clients book book on there. You know, the rest of the people, they're old school. I don't want to use that. <laughs> I don't want to do this. So. For me, I just look at a, the link from my barber. And yeah, like, you know I what? feel like because you're, you're tech savvy, but there's some people that just hate that type of stuff. Well, so. it's easier, too, because you can see what's available instead exactly. of like back and, and forth conversation. But they don't understand yeah. that it makes it easier for me. I, I'm cutting somebody's hair, and then they're, they're calling me, like, what time do you have open? I have to go look and do all That's this so stuff. That's so crazy. I never realized that now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I have to figure out putting you in time when I could just give you this link, and it shows my whole schedule on there. You just pick a time. But, you know, there's people that are old school and they don't like to do that and make my, my life a little bit more difficult. <laughs> Please make it easier. <laughs> OK, yeah. cool. Uh, and then uh, ending it off for anybody listening and tuning in. Is there any last message you want to voice out for any listeners out there? Um, As far as what? For barbering or uh, for anybody, actually. Uh, don't cut corners. Hmm. 
That was the main gist of this thing. That was the main, don't cut corners, you know, do things the right way. When you cut corners, you're always going to have to go back and finish the race. Mm. You're not going to finish. You you may get to the finish line, but since you didn't do it the right way, you're going to have to go back and finish. So don't cut corners, do things the right way. And, um, I guess, you know, be, be, be respectful and, uh, don't burn bridges. Yeah, it's it's true about what you say. Cut corners for me. Uh, one of my biggest foundation has always been to never skip steps. Yeah, yeah. When you skip steps, it's just. I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not perfect because I I had to practice what I preach because I do that with a lot of stuff too. You know, like when I I remember when I first started um, I, I uh, cutting hair because um, I so when I first started cutting hair, there was uh, a lot of people were getting shortcuts and that that was the biggest thing. So when I was in barber school, I never wanted to use the scissors. But then when when I got when I was in the barber shop and I started getting clients that wanted scissors on there, I struggled. Oh wow. <laughs> so people still, um, I had guys to go back. Still ask for, I mean, like specifically for like longer hair, or yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and that's still, and even to this day, like sometimes, like when there's long hair, like I didn't, re- I didn't practice that much at school because I just it was <laughs> that wasn't a lot. Of people don't ask for that, but I that's cut so the crazy. corner and I just wanted to learn the fades mm, and the tapers and stuff right, like that, that was because the thing to go to that was the thing to go to. But like I never like oh the, you know the chances are how many people are gonna come with long hair? That's what you think. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you gotta be prepared, right? And that's the thing where I talked about the kids cutting corners. Mm. They just know how to do Edgar's and those hairstyles. It's easy, it's you know, it makes money, but it makes money. But what happens when it changes? Mm-hmm. When that when the fad changes, how are you going to adapt to the the new haircuts? You know, so that's what the whole thing with cutting corners, and 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 and, and that's what I learned with business and everything. I whenever I cut corners, it always comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I can see that always. Sure. So cool, awesome. Well, thank you for having here. You heard it, guys. Don't cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon, thank you for uh, Appreciate you. Thank hopping for on in me. here. It's, uh, dope to hear about your story and you know what you came across with your lifestyle. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And for anybody tuning in, we'll see you guys on the next episode.